everyone. I've been saying I'm going to type up something, but it's been a hundred years and it's getting lost. So I decided let me just record it and forward it to you guys. Um, came on Saturday. I've been thinking about honor and it's something that I just thought we'd I'd share a few stories around and then you guys can let me know what you think. So on Saturday, we did a project challenge day for one of us in the afternoon. Um, they were not able to attend the last project challenge day and we sort of agreed that they would do it even after the graduation. So myself and he and her uncle were uh, agreed to sort of be the evaluators of the PCD. So and then I was in Karen. I was doing the class that I've been talking about. So I, I sort of made my way from Karen to town, which is where we were going to be meeting. And one of the first things that I just felt that I should talk to her about was just honoring the time that we had made for us to have that PCD, just honoring me, honoring uh, Dennis, who is the uncle, and everyone else was seated there to listen to her. And the reason that has become a big thing for me is because I'm increasingly seeing that when we don't honor people's time, don't honor people's efforts, don't honor people, we become entitled. I think from a dictionary perspective, the 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 opposite of honor is supposed to be dishonor, but my mind thinks that the opposite of honor is entitled. I think dishonor becomes a fruit of entitlement. And last week, someone called me and then they harassed me literally. You know the way someone can call you like a hundred times? Then at some point I decided to just step out of where I was and call them. And I, and I asked, when I called them, I was expecting like the world was on fire, those kind of things. But they told me they were calling so that we we organize a meeting, which is fine. But I just thought, man, the perspective that I have to have my way, I will call until Esther Pigs, can be a good thing and a bad thing. We can start to think that we are entitled to people's time. We are entitled to people's um, help. And in the process, we begin to dishonor people's time, people's resources and all that. So I think for me, the big thing and the big conversation that I just wanted to have with us is around how do we build honor into our lives? Makes sense? Perhaps perhaps not, but I think it's an important thing for us to just think about just because if we don't learn to intentionally honor people, honor resources around us, honor people who choose to help us, people who supervise us, we become dishonorable, we become entitled, and we become people that people don't want to work with. Yeah. End of the first recording. So the second story I wanted to share was just a personal story. For me, the one of the things that I really struggled with was actually honor. And perhaps that's why every so often I go around and I come back to the story of honor. I was, I think my parents were those parents who instilled respect is a big thing in me and so growing up school work I've always been very respectful to the people that I work with and especially the people who supervise my life but somewhere along the way I was serving in church and I started to feel that I was actually dishonoring the people that I was sort of serving and I think it's because service is one of those you don't have like direct reports. And then if you're one of those who can sit in a space and be able to tell this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, you bring your sort of corporate perspective into that space and you start to want to fix the problems in that church. And some along, along the way, someone Kalishad Bichini and told me, Esther, we know you have fantastic ideas, but the biggest thing you'll do as you serve here is not even bring those ideas. It's to learn to honor the people that you're working with. And they gave me, they told me something that I've never forgotten. They told me you must earn the right to speak. 
And for whatever reason, that really stuck with me. And it was a struggle. I probably have written like a hundred blogs around honoring leaders. And I would go do things and I'd think, no, 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 no. But I just felt that it was something that God was working in me, that I needed to learn to honor the people that I was serving. Both the people I was serving and the people that were sort of overseeing the process of the service. And for me, it's interesting because I feel the day I released myself to honor them is when God sort of released me to lead. And now I have a lot of like leeway in the space, but I do it with such respect because I think, I think God honors honor. And when you think about honor, for me, the three things that come to my mind is one in the word of God about a husband honor, no, a wife honoring a husband. The second one is kids honoring parents. And the third one is one which sort of sticks with me, the one for soul, for David honoring a soul. And I think for me, the, what stands as sort of like a similar thing among those three stories is that God expects us to honor because often we choose the people that lead us. So let's use the first example. Most people say that women struggle with submitting to their husbands, but I think it's because we don't recognize that the f when you're dating and when you're looking to get married, the first thing you must realize is this is a man that I will submit to and a man that I will need to honor. And so I need at the point when I'm dating to evaluate, can I be able to submit and to honor the values and the processes that this person is leading? When you think about parents, I think that when we don't have a choice, it's one of those, the person is ahead of you. God has created them as a leader for you. And so honoring is not a choice. But I think even Saul and David is for me the best example. Saul had been going after David. Like, he's gonna like kill him. There are a thousand people running after him. He's become a nomad in his land because of this one man called Saul. And then he goes to a place where Saul, I think he's going to the loo and he's in, he can't see David. So he's in his weakest moment and David has an opportunity to kill Saul. And in fact, the men around him tell him, David, this is your one opportunity to take this man down. But David says something that for me is humbling, but also a reminder of what honor is. He says that I will not be the person who will bring down the man that God has elected, has put into authority. And this is a guy who has harassed his life. But David recognizes that it's not about whether he's harassed his life or not. It's that he is a leader. And therefore, David must honor Saul. And I think for me, that's the second part of this whole story. And I think it's a reason why God had to teach me and constantly has to teach me to honor the people that he puts above me. We often dishonor people because we think they don't know what they're doing. We think that we are better. We think that... Whatever things. But you know, the people that you have chosen to lead you, often it's people you've chosen to lead you. You're in a job. How Jashikwana jail, Jashikwana those hardcore chains, you're not forced there. You've chosen to be in that job. You must honor the people who lead that organization. You've chosen to serve in an institution, be it Lapid, be it in a church. You've chosen to serve there. You must honor the people in that place. You've chosen, okay, fine, you did not choose, but God chose parents for you. You must honor those parents. I think we often have reasons why we shouldn't honor them. But I think the biggest thing about honor, and I think honor is a state of heart, is it, imagine it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether the person is a soul. It doesn't matter if your boss is like soul, he wants to kill you. It doesn't matter if your parents are these illogical human beings. It doesn't matter if Lapid is led by human beings that are should be shot or if a church is led by people who you think are mad. In the final end, you have, you've chosen to be in Lapid, you've chosen to be in church, you've chosen to be working in that job, you must submit to those people.
And submitting is, in theory, an easy thing. But I think mostly it's a state of the heart. In your heart, do you have space to honor those people? End of the second story. So the third story, and I really like the story of recording. I should do it more often until somebody discovers a way of recordings being auto-typing. But the third story that comes to my mind is actually something that happened this weekend that sort of activated this conversation for me around honoring. So I've mentioned I'm in this training and the person who was facilitating the class this past Saturday was the president of the Pharmaceutical Society of Kenya. And he's this really senior guy and he was doing the class with his wife. But for me, what stuck with me was how they honored the person who leads the organization or the person that is sort of in charge of that training. And I just thought this guy is such a senior person, but he is so intentional in honoring the the trainer, the person who is in charge of this organization. And I, for me, that hit a clock in my spirit. I just thought, man, Esther, do you honor the people you serve as much as this guy is doing? And even within Lapid, do we teach each other to honor people as hard as I'm seeing in this place? And I was really, really challenged. A couple of weeks ago, I had gone to see johnson and he so he had his office and then he took hard and me being me i thought let me just go and make tea so i went and made tea and came back to the office and he came back and he was pissed and i'm asking him is how chaye kwangi abure and told me he wanted someone one of the people in the organization to sort of serve me the tea and i told him that's a non-issue but i could tell he was not amused and i thought man somewhere along the way i forgot the power of talking about teaching on him I remember initially, um, Masi was working in that organization and every time I would go visit, Masi would go around hustling for tea. And it's not because tea is a big deal, but it's because it's important for her to get over herself and think about the people who visit that space. And I think that's the thing about honor. Honor has this thing of you must get away from your desk, you know, having your head down job and look up and look away from your thoughts, look away from your needs and look at the people who are out there, outside there. And I think that's what I saw when I looked at the, uh, the president of the pharmaceutical society. He was not just thinking about himself. He put himself in a space where he had submitted to this person who was leading this uh, organization. And I want to challenge us. Can we figure out whether we honor people around us? I don't think honor comes naturally to any of us. But it is our responsibility to learn to honor people around us. I sincerely feel that God releases some things when people learn to honor people. You know the way that verse that says, honor your parents that you may have a long life. I feel like that's the reality of not just parents, but anyone who is a parent directly or indirectly. If you're working with somebody in your organization, that is your parent indirectly. Honor them in that organization. Don't be that person who, in the first, from the first moment to the last moment, you're nunaying, either loudly or with your eyes or with your life. You must learn to respect people. As long as you're in that organization, and the day you're not happy with that organization, please pack and go. But as long as you're in that organization, submit to your boss. Ask, how can I make the life of my boss a lot better? As an example, how can I treat them with respect? And sometimes imagine you have to fake it until it becomes your life. For me, I struggled with even just honoring at home initially. And one of the things God told me is, Esther, fake it until it becomes your reality. And I'd go, I'd do shopping, I'd call people, I would do what needs to be done until it was my second nature. And I wasn't doing it for them, imagine. I don't even know. I was doing it for myself. 
So yes, that is the long and the short of this recording. Who are the people that are around you, that are your leaders, that are your mentors, that are your teachers, that are your parents? And are you intentional in honoring them? Or are you so self-absorbed that you cannot get your head outside the laptop, outside yourself, to honor those people? There's some lessons that imagine you just learn for yourself, early, for your good. And I feel one of the greatest lessons every leader has to learn is honoring the people around them. Whether they are soul and you think they are horrible, or whether they are your parents and you think they are awesome, you honor not because it's easy, but you honor because it's the right thing. I remember the last story that just comes to my head is just a while back. I remember some coaches complaining that they would organize the coaching labs and they were more concerned about the coaching labs than the squads and people would show up or kitaka in three hours late. That's very dishonorable. And I feel that in the process of us letting go of such small things, we may have allowed ourselves to become dishonorable. When I look at some of the things that conversations that I have with people around small things like, for example, the council and how we will run the finances. I wonder if we've let go of the small basics that make us. Anyway, long story short, including myself and find the spaces where you need to honor people. Bye.